Hey friends, I'm Jenny Meyer, and you're listening to the Rooted Truth Podcast, where we look at the world through a biblical lens. We talk about real life, biblical truth, and how to walk with Jesus through it all. Be sure to follow me on social at Jenny Meyer and at The Rooted Truth. Also, be sure to subscribe to the members-only, all-exclusive episodes on The Rooted Truth Podcast by going to www.therootedtruth.com. Now let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I am excited today to have um, a new dear friend of mine who I met just this last fall in person, um, which I absolutely love, Lindy Kennedy. She is going to come on today and actually share her testimony because I find it so encouraging for other believers or even those who do not know Jesus yet. Um, So I invited her on and she was gracious enough to come on. So welcome, Lindy. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. And it's been so fun getting to know you. My uh, Instagram yeah. world and, and real life collided. Out there I know. <laughs> I know. It was so crazy because when I saw that you signed up for the retreat, I'm like, you know, who is this? And Amy's like, oh, she's great. I love her. And I went and looked at um, your Instagram and was like, all right, let's do this. And it was, I mean, such a great time when you came to that retreat that we did. Um, I mean, all of us, all of us were, were changed and moved by that experience. It was, it was really special. It was. And it's just so funny because I really didn't know you or Lori or any of those other girls at all. I just knew Amy. And so uh, she even laughed when I sent her an email, I go, I'm coming to your retreat. And she goes, really? And I'm like, yeah, I just, I can't even explain it. I saw the email and I said, I need to be there. And so I clicked on it and I signed up for it. And I'm, I'm like, I'm going to Idaho. (laughs) I know it's out in the middle of nowhere, um, but it was such a great experience. I mean, literally everything, God moved in such big ways in every single detail of that and in everyone's lives. He did. And there was something so special between all of us girls and that time we spent together and everything that we shared. And I just feel we all grew in our walk with Jesus and um, our faith. And then just being able to have that sisterhood there and it was beautiful. It really was. Yep. Yep. I love it. So I was moved by your testimony and um, you started to share a little bit on your Instagram and I was watching that. I'm like, I need to get her on if, you know, if she wants to share her testimony, because I think it can help so many people. Um, So why don't we just dive right into that and you start where you feel comfortable and we'll just go from there. Okay. Um, Well, I was raised Mormon and not just a little Mormon. I was raised in like in a a very, very um, strict Mormon household where we ate, slept, drank, you know, everything I listened to, watched um, the people we spent time with. It was all based around the the Mormon culture, the Mormon religion. Um, it, it, It was all encompassing. And so I didn't know a lot of the outside world, but I was always curious about it. And after college in Utah, I came back to California and I was like, I don't want to marry a Mormon. And I just, I don't know. I kind of was really curious about this other world. So I didn't, I married, well, I don't know how much time you have, but I actually did marry a Mormon, but he, he I was a widowed at 21 years old. Oh wow! I got married. I was pregnant three months and he passed away and he was LDS but we were only together the whole time span was one year. Mm-hmm. And um, so, but it, it definitely, it, it left me scarred, but and questioning God 
and things like that. Like I had thought I didn't, I'd done a lot right. And, um, I was probably a little angry. So then I just went and, you know, I married this baseball player. We were traveling around the country, living a really glamorous life. And I had two more children with him and I was really happy. But then my world got turned upside down when he had affairs and and our marriage was really broken and um, it broke me. And um, again, I was left feeling like angry with God, but then I thought, nope, I'm going to go focus on God and I'm going to go back to the Mormon religion and I'm going to go all in. And I went to the temple, I took out my endowments, which is where you start wearing the Mormon underwear, they call them. Uh And, um, and I just went all in and I started raising my kids and baptizing them Mormon. And, you know, I didn't, wouldn't drink, drink coffee, nothing. And I still felt so empty and lost. And I'd, my, I'd grown up with eating disorders. There's, there's a perpetual perfectionism and Mormonism that you just can never attain. That leads to a lot of self-harm and, and um, eating disorders. And um, just a lot of, it creates a lot of trauma when you feel you can never attain this perfection that they strive for. And so in your families is a, a, your family is like this, it's a way everyone judges you how good of a Mormon you are. And so I felt like I came from this broken family and I had really messed up and I just was never going to be good enough. And um, there was such an emptiness still inside of me. And I just always felt that it just wasn't right. And so I started seeking out, asking friends if I could go to a Christian church with them. And um, a friend of mine invited me to her Christian Bible study in her home. And that's where my faith started growing in Jesus. Then I started comparing the Mormon religion to the Bible and um, started praying really hard to know the truth. I I asked God to show me the truth about the Mormon church and if it was true or not. And if it was, then I would go all in. And if it wasn't, I'm going all in, you know, with him. And and so I did that and I went down a lot of rabbit holes with, I I wanted to know the truth. And um, I also work with human trafficking. So there's a lot of Freemasonry and satanic stuff going on with that. So it all kind of tied together. And I do believe the Mormon church was um, founded by Freemasons and it it was Satan who led Joseph Smith to start this church. And um, I don't believe it's, I think he's a false prophet and it's a false religion. And with that, you'll never be satisfied because Satan's never satisfied. And they just make you work, work, work and serve, serve, serve to try to attain this, you know, exaltation. Um, how long ago was that? How long ago did you, like, were you invited to the Christian church? So this was about, um, four. So I started going about three, four years ago. Okay. Yeah. And, and it was slow at first because mm-hmm. I went back and forth. I thought, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm going to leave and go to this Christian church and they're all going to make fun of me. And um, because most of my family and a lot of Mormons, I know, I never want to paint everyone with the same brush. But most of the ones I know look down on Christians as like, Oh, they just don't know very much. They're just kind of like fluffy. They, and I'm not saying this about everyone, but they don't believe that Christians have the fullness of the gospel. They don't, they think they just know a little piece of it. And that they know so much more and that the only people going to the highest kingdom are Mormons that go to the temple, get married in the temple where their garments pay their tithing and serve, serve, serve. And that is the unserving all these callings. And that's the only way to achieve greatness and to be your, you know, God and all these things. And, and Mm -hmm. really the answer is just Jesus. And um, he paid that price. 
Yep. Yep. Your heart is so, I just love your heart, Lindy, because I can just see it in your face too, of like going through this process of like truly being born again into who Jesus is. Um, yeah. And I used to think as a Mormon, I thought the term, the term born again was honestly, I thought it was this corny, goofy, um, these, these born agains, I thought they were so weird <laughs> and I am born again and a new creation in him. And it is, it's the greatest love I have ever felt. Yep. You're going to make me cry, girl. <laughs> um, so what were like, what were the red flags when you, after the divorce, when you started seeking God again, you know, what were the red flags that you saw within that church? Well, when I was little, I always questioned things mm -hmm. and nobody wanted to answer my questions. I was really shoved aside because I was a questioner yeah. and I would say, so, and people would tell me that um, the reason we don't talk about our heavenly mother is because we have, there's polygamy in, in the afterlife. And there's so many of them that did not go over very well with me. And I thought, well, why is Joseph Smith seeing God and Jesus in this garden? Why, or, you know, the, the woods, why, I, and where are the golden plates now? Why'd they get taken up? And, um, there were so many growing up. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other ones, the polygamy thing and, uh, Oh, having your own planet, being your own God. And there, there were so many things that I didn't like, um, but I kept thinking, no, I just need to have faith. And, but I didn't like that people didn't answer your questions. Mm -hmm. It really shut me up. They really said, stop asking. Yeah. And so um, I never liked that. And I, it never really felt right to me growing up. And I always felt like it wasn't right, but I, it's a lot of, and I don't want to use this term because it doesn't sound like it's coming with, with love, but it, the most loving way I can say there is a lot of gaslighting and brainwashing going on. I mean, it's the truth but that sounds harsh, but it's true. I mean, sometimes yeah, um, you need to say the harsh thing if, you know, speak truth and love. Because it is true. And, you know, you're going to be forced out of this community and your family won't reach this eternal. So the eternal family is this big goal and you want your eternal family and everyone to be sealed. They call it for time and all eternity. Mm -hmm. And you can't break that up. You're going to mess it all up for everybody. So it's a big deal. And um, but then COVID happened and the really big one for me was I did a lot of research and a lot of prayer over this whole vaccine situation. And, yeah. and you, I mean, you will never uh, change my mind that, that it, that it is a bioweapon yeah. and it's depopulation and it is poison that, that they're poisoning people and killing people. Absolutely. Yeah. And then it, my dad got it and it killed him one year ago. My dad got the shot it killed him, a perfectly healthy 70 year old man, blood clots, and it killed him. He ran five miles and played three hours of tennis that day and then dropped dead from the vaccine. And then right after that, within days, the Mormon prophet um, announced that he strongly urges everybody in the church to get vaccinated and wear masks. And I also am a strong believer that the masks I don't know if you want me to start get started on that, but I, I mean, <laughs> the masks on children, everybody, the vaccine. I, I am strongly, I know so, for so many reasons, and we could go on for two more hours about that. Um, but he urged everyone to wear masks. He shut down the church. Um, they came up with a program for at-home church. Yeah. So they joined in on all the stay home 
masks and vaccinations right after it killed my dad. And I just said, that's not a prophet of God. Yeah. Yep. So that's yep. when I really was like, this is not. And then I found a lot of Freemasonry ties. And I honestly, I prayed and I prayed and I prayed for wisdom and discernment. And I prayed and I prayed my heart out. And it is absolutely not a true church. Yeah. There's yeah. only one Jesus and the same Jesus. Oh, that's another thing. The Jesus that I grew up knowing, the Jesus I grew up learning about, it's not the same Jesus. They're not the same one. And this one's so good. Do Does the Mormon church believe that um, their Jesus is just a prophet? No. Okay. They no. believe son um, of God. They believe okay. he's the son of God, but they believe they're literally father and son and they have bodies and um, they do not believe in the Trinity. They believe that the Holy Spirit and God and Jesus are three separate people, individuals. And um, it's very different. Okay. Okay. It is yeah. Not Jesus from the Bible. I mean, I just know bits and pieces of that religion, but um yeah, it's just crazy. Tell me a little bit more because this piqued my interest. That mascara all over my face. Oh, that's okay. Um, they believe that you become a planet, a god. Yeah. So um, you know, some of some not all Mormons, this is there's some discrepancy yeah. here, but that um that we that God was once, you know, some a human and and he was a god and became a god of this world this planet um that's another thing is uh that struck me about the mormon church is absolutely they believe in planets i do not mm -hmm. <laughs> so i i believe this is a firmament mm -hmm. that was another thing so um they believe that one day you will you want you are like god you're you are literally his child like we are literally his children they believe mm -hmm. so it's very different from biblical views mm -hmm. and they believe that we are his children that we want to be just like him and then when we become just like him we will be a god of our own planet oh wow with other with civilization our with our with our husband and wife so wow. if you get sealed in the temple for time and all eternity you and that wife will then have your own planet and run that planet wow crazy huh. and that I is that's true. <laughs> that is interesting. Huh? I have never heard that before. That's just, I mean, the timing, because I was just listening to um, a different podcast about wandering stars being the planets, which I believe that they are. It's biblical. Um, so, wow. Interesting. So come 2020, a lot changed for a lot of people. I mean, I know for myself and digging in and finding truth and all of that. So then during that time, you know, researching the Freemasons and, you know, how those tie to the foundation of the Mormon church was that kind of like the final kicker to push you out. Yeah, it really was. I realized, but I still wanted to pray over that because yeah. I talked to some people and they said, well, yeah, Joseph Smith was a Freemason. Oh yeah. Brigham Young was a Freemason, but it doesn't mean the church isn't true. It was a club. It was a brotherhood. It was, um, you know, normal back then to be a Freemason and that if you don't go deep on yep. these layers and you, a lot of people believe that they'll say my yep. grandpa was a Freemason. He was a nice yep. guy. And I get that. But when you get to certain degrees and certain levels and that's yep. like the Mormon church, most Mormons, you know, 
that your kids go to school with, your neighbors, your friends, they're nice people. Yeah. Yep. It, it's when you get deeper and deeper and deeper. And most people say that the quickest way to lose your testimony in the church is to work for um, the prophets and the um, the apostles huh. and the church in Salt Lake City. They say that's the fastest way to lose your testimony. And what does that mean, losing your testimony to the church? So we call it your testimony. Well, it's, it's a testimony even, and mm-hmm. that's a big word in the Mormon church. Uh-huh. And I believe it's because if you say something, there's psychology that says that once you repeat something over 14 times, you'll believe it. Something uh-huh. It might be 13. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the same thing going on with these transgender kids. They just tell them you're, you believe you're a girl over 14 times, they'll believe it. Yeah. And if you bear your testimony and you get up, so every month they have a testimony meeting and you get up in front of everybody in the congregation and you bear your testimony and you're always supposed to share your testimony and testimony meetings. So if you keep repeating it, you'll believe it. And, um, and it's a, so if you believe in the church and then you go work for, for the head of the church in Salt Lake city mm-hmm. and you work for them, whether you're, you know, a, an editor or a writer or, or your secretary, whatever it is, they say that most people in those positions lose their testimony of the church because All they see the truth. Yeah. Oh, wow. So. Wow. That's, that's crazy. So, I mean, I, just knowing you this short time have seen like your heart for Jesus and just being sold out for him. So then when you came to know the real Jesus, what, like what changed in your life? Like what, you know, when you say that that's the love that you have never, like you've never experienced that love before, what changed? Everything changed. Um, My whole life I've sought external validation, you know, whether it was like, Oh, you're to be pretty or boys to like me, um, to be hot. And and my works, was I being a good mom? Was I a good friend? Was I cool? Do people like me? Um, uh, did I have a lot of likes on my photos? Did I get the modeling job or the acting job? Um, were my kids cute, well-behaved, my family, how did it look? And you'll never, ever rest or be satisfied. Just always seeking the world. I sought the world. I did. And, um, and I had a lot of anxiety and um, a lot of trauma from my childhood. And that manifested in finally, when you have a lot of anxiety and stress when you're older and you have trauma in your childhood, and then the American diet adds to these gut problems. Yeah, I've done, a, I've, I've experienced a lot of health issues. Mm-hmm. So after my dad died and, um, and I went through a big breakup. And I, um, I thought I was dying. I was told I had everything from fibromyalgia to lupus to Crohn's disease, Lyme disease, um, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. Uh, and I just got so sick that I was in the hospital and, um, I thought I was dying and I could barely, I was chronic fatigue. I mean, I just couldn't live life and I didn't really want to live anymore. To be honest, this is two years ago. I just, I gave up and I thought I don't even want to live anymore. Yeah, and then I just really kind of had the time while I was sick to really seek out Jesus, and maybe He gave me that time to do that. I don't know. And I prayed. I said, "I said, God, I just don't feel like I've been the woman that You created me to be. So help me become the woman that You created me to be." I kind of saw what was happening in 2020, some of these things going on in the world, and I do see a lot of things from the Bible that there's end days things, 
I do believe happening. And I said, don't let this world end or don't let me go without helping me become the woman you created me to be. And it was the worst and best prayer I've ever prayed in my life. <laughs> Cause yeah. a lot of hardship came from that. And, um, but man, his, it changed my life. It changed my heart. I pray to him for every little decision I make. And I've seen such just little things, little answers to every little prayer, him guiding me and blessing me. And it's, it makes me feel loved because out of almost 8 billion people, he cares about Lindy. You know, he cares about my prayers. He cares about little things that I'm praying over in my kids' lives. And it makes me feel seen. It makes me feel important. It makes me feel loved like I never have in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And you live, I mean, we talked yesterday just briefly. You live in Orange County. You don't yeah. live in an easy area, right, of, of the country to no. live live a godly life. And it's, live your- it's hard. Yeah. It's hard here. There's not, again, not everyone's like this. I know some wonderful human beings, but yeah. there can be a lot of, shallow worldly um a lot of there's a lot of in the networks i'm in there's a lot of drinking and you know um blogging there's certain fashion and styles and it's hard i'm having to make some shifts and changes and lovingly turn people down and and i'm you know i'm dating it really um limits the dating pool (laughs) Um, it's not easy, but I will never give up the way I feel right now for nothing here is worth my salvation and my personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and you, I mean, when I first went and looked at your Instagram, you have what, 250,000, um, followers and you're a fashion blogger, you know, that's, that's what you've done. And I just cannot imagine making the shift like you have of like, nope, I'm living for Jesus. I am doing this. And so first off, like I commend you for that. That is brave. That is God honoring and God fearing. Um, and so what would be your advice for someone who finds themselves like kind of in that same position of like, you know, yeah. I was doing this, but I want to change. I want to change my life. I don't want to do this, but this is my income source. You know, I have to pay the bills. So any suggestions? I will say that has been hard. I mean, I was everything from a mommy blogger to a travel blogger. I, I, you know, was in bikinis all over in destinations and hotels and pools and beaches. And that was probably my, where some of my most engaging posts sometimes would be these bikinis or these hot outfits that were kind of like a short dress or this and that. And I am trying to, I, I just barely even post right now because to be honest, I'm in the middle of that right now. I'm in the thick of that, what you're saying. So I'm, so I just, I posted my baptism with you in Idaho. I've posted a few things now. And to be honest, I've been praying right now because I went and got my real estate license because I'm like, okay, I'm not going to post anymore and be this like me, me. It's almost a bit narcissistic to be so about me and how I look and pose kind of sexy or I'm like, okay, how can I, change this so I am trying to dress in a way that's a little less revealing and I'm trying to find a way where I can still take care of my family 
but I want to be in his word. I want to be with him. I want to minister to people. I want to help people who feel broken like I have. And, and um, I want to help them on their walk with him. I want to pray for people. And I'm praying over that right now. That's exactly what I'm in the middle of is how can I transition to from this fashion travel blogger, you know, um, with big hair and (laughs) whatever to this godly woman that just wants to, I want to be his vessel. So I, I'm praying over that hard right now. We've talked about that and, um, but my suggestion is often is to never give that up for anything worldly because this life yep. is so short and it is compared to what the, what God has in store for you. It will never compare no. and he can move mountains. I mean, he has answered little prayers of mine just, and I know he's going to continue to do that and bless me yep. if I turn away from the world to seek him. Yep. I know it. Yep. And it's hard. It's a hard, like, I mean, it is hard, right? Like in our minds, we're like, well, no, I have to do this. I have to make this money. I have to pay these bills. Like, you know, we have this mindset on these worldly things instead of single mom. Yeah. And I built a business that now I'm going to completely, you know, transform into something else. But, but this is who I am right now today. And I'd be lying if I, if I didn't stand for this. Yep. Again, I've told you a thousand times, I love your story. I love watching your heart for God. Um, so I'm just throwing this out, out there. Where, where do you see yourself in five years? Like what, you know, what, what's your ultimate dream? Oh, I do have a vision and, um, I pray over it every day, but I would love to remarry. I would love to remarry a godly man. And I would love for my marriage to glorify God. And I want people to see that. And I want what Jesus has done for me. I want for him to do for everyone I know. And I want them to see that change in me. And so that they can have it too. And if anything, I hope in five years, I'm, I'm married to a man who loves God as much as I do. And, you know, I want to, I want to help other people with their walk, maybe leaving the LDS church to know the truth with Jehovah witness, um, Scientology. There's a lot of churches that I think more and more will be revealed the truth about, or I think people are going to seek the truth harder and harder because of what's going on in the world. And I want to be there to help them. I want to walk them through it. I want to say, I've been there. I've done that. Or, you know, I've been widowed. I've been divorced. I've been a single mom. I've been sick with autoimmune disease. I've, um, I've lost my dad. I've, I've been heartbroken. How can I, I've left the Mormon church. I've been, you know, had some persecution with that. How can I have empathy and walk you through it now with what I've learned? Yeah. And what would you say to someone right now who maybe is struggling, like, you know, looking at the Mormon church that they're involved with thinking, you know, some of this doesn't add up. I don't know what to do because I don't want to be, you know, pushed away by my family. You know, any, any tips or suggestions? There's a scripture, you might know it, that says if you flee from family uh, um, laws and uh, 
I'm, I'm, there's a scripture that says, if you leave all of this for me, I will make up the difference. I will bless you. And it's Matthew or Ephesians. You know, we don't study the Bible as much when yeah. it says that I will, I'll find it and I'll send it to you, but yeah, yeah. Um, I'll look it up. But, but um, it is, it isn't easy. And if you are thinking of leaving the church or you're questioning things or, or even seeing this right now and hearing me sparks an interest in you, I just suggest you pray and pray and pray for wisdom and discernment and open up your eyes and your heart because when there's all these late, I will say I have a lot of empathy and compassion for anyone going through it because it's not easy. Your whole life is Mormon when you're Mormon. Most of the time you spend time with Mormons, you eat, drink, sleep Mormon. It's really hard. It's a culture. It's not just, it's a religion. It's a culture. It's, it's an environment most of the time. Most of your relationships, workspace, family, you're afraid of being kind of cut out. Yeah. And just don't be afraid because what Jesus has in store for you is so much better. Yeah. And that, you know, heaven, don't you want to go to heaven? So yeah. Yeah. Um, have an open mind and an open heart and try to put aside the Mormon beliefs that you've been taught repeatedly, 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 and try to put those aside and look at it as a child, as someone like a new believer mm-hmm. and just try to go and read the Bible and um, maybe look up some stuff about, you know, the ties to Freemasonry and Joseph Smith and his history. He was a treasure seeker um, back in the 1800s. He would scam people and he, and he was on trial for this and everything. It's like he was scamming people saying, I, there's a treasure on your land. And if you pay me, I'll find it and get the treasure for you. And he was scamming people back then. And so I think wow. that he was kind of a sociopath, narcissistic, you know, um, leader that wanted the power and glory on him. Mm-hmm. And I think Satan used him to start that church. I do. Um, and a lot of people been led astray because of it. Yep. Yep. Um, what persecutions have you experienced since leaving? Well, um, I love my family and they're trying to be nice, but I know that, um, you know, they think they, they think that Satan has kind of led me astray from the Mormon church and pulled me into this Christian, you know, uh, beliefs and, um, well, I mean, I've been canceled because I of my political beliefs, my religious <laughs> beliefs on Instagram. I've lost yeah. over 30,000 followers when I posted that I was at, you know, political parades supporting certain candidates. And um, some of my beliefs I've had, I've had death threats. I've had people write me, I hope you die of COVID. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Um, yeah. Um, and I've lost, oh, well, I my PR firm dropped me when I was posting against the vaccine. They were in San Francisco and they were liberal and they dropped me. So I stopped getting collaborations and I've had wow. people that don't want to work with me because of my beliefs. So I've lost a lot of money financially because of it. Yep. Yep. And I didn't want to become a truther blogger and keep yeah. posting all that because I wasn't sure if that's really the route I wanted to take either because. Yep. yep. I think I knew I didn't want to become this big truther account because 
maybe it was God working in me because I know that even that wasn't my destination. It's, it's just, Jesus is the truth. Not all these political posts. And it's just, I just want to transform it over to just Jesus. Yep. Yep. And, and I mean, you said when you share your testimony, you know, when you were on stories talking about it, the feedback that you got was great, right? Like the women are like, this helped me. And that I love. So I have to say it's a little polarizing when you're a fashion blogger, people kind of stay neutral. When you share things like your testimony and political things, you either get people that are mean and tell you you're wrong. Yep. Or you get it's, there's more substance. I can tell you that. Yes. Or you get these women and, and, and some men too, but mostly women who are just like, thank you. I needed this. Yeah. You're inspiring me. Um, I want to grow closer to Jesus. What, what made you get here? How did you get here? I, I you know, you're in, inspiring me and helping me and giving me comfort. These scriptures you're posting, your testimony you're posting has really comforted me. Um, I feel like the, quality of the reactions from people is there's more to it. And listen, if I can bring one person, then that's all that matters. So, which is so true. Like when your whole, when everything shifts, like when your whole life shifts and you're focused solely on Jesus, it is like, that is my goal in life, right? That is like, that's why God put me here to share his truth, to share him, to share the gospel and to bring people to heaven with us. So, I mean, everything changes when you look at life like that. It does. And the way I look at it too, is if my kids, so my kids are a little on the fence. They see me, they've seen the transformation in me. They, I plant seeds, but none of them are really the youngest, you know, because I bring him to church. I have two adult children though. And they were like, did the nothing to the Mormon to the nothing. And they're kind of like, we're just kind of over it right now. Yeah. And so I feel like, look at the example you're setting for your three beautiful children and the legacy that you're leaving them. And they see their mom and her heart for Jesus. And I hope my boys and if everything I do on Instagram or whatever it is and sharing my testimony, it even affects my three boys to I leave that behind with them or plant seeds with them or inspire them, that would be worth every bit of any persecution drop, any PR company dropping me, any collaborations lost. Yeah, absolutely. It's so true. And it's such a beautiful picture of like God's love for us when we can love others, you know, like he loved us and share that with others. So I am so grateful that you came on today, Lindy, and to just share your testimony and your story with everyone, because I think a lot of people are in this time period of seeking and searching, whether they grew up Christian and just coming back to their first love or grew up Mormon, Catholic, all these other religions, um, and are truly seeking truth, um, in Jesus. And so, sharing that is so important right now and sharing the false um, doctrine and false theology and false prophets, everything about these other religions. And that look, you guys, like Jesus is the truth. It's as simple. It is simple. It's not based on our works. It's not based on anything, but what Jesus did for us, that he died for our sins. God in the flesh died for our sins so that we can have eternity. Like he, he paid that price for the sin of Adam and all humanity. Like it's, it's simple. 
And so I commend you for stepping out in faith and doing what you're doing. Amen, sister. I love that. Um, Yeah. And thank you. Thank you so much because it's not easy, but man, has it been, it's blessed me in ways that you can never make up for with money or collaborations or posts or fame or friendships or boyfriends or anything like that. It's better than any of that. Yeah. Absolutely. And I truly believe like when God is number one in your life, he takes care of his kids. He does like, and he provides in ways that we're just like astonished by like, wow. You know, I have been amazed with a little, and it's when I've really, and I can say people have said, and I in the past felt like he didn't answer my prayers. I have, I felt angry. I felt like he doesn't care about me. He didn't answer my prayers. The more you seek him and the more you surrender to him, the more you give up and say, it's not me, it's you. I I surrender my finances, my romantic life, my family life, everything. I surrender to you. And the more you seek him and the more I spend time in his word, I have seen little miracles and little answers to prayers, just little things like even guiding me to the scripture that will answer the question I had. It is kind of mind blowing, miraculous and awesome. Yep. It is. It's so, so cool. Um, so how can, for, for everyone listening right now, if they, they want to come and support you and lift you up, how can people support you? How can they find you? Well, right now it's just at Wendy Kennedy, my name, um, on Instagram, but I have talked with you about, you know, I want to either do a podcast or even a prayer group. I'm thinking about just starting another Instagram page and doing a little prayer group. I want to pray for people. I want to be there for people going through similar things that I have or things I haven't had gone, haven't gone through. I just, I want to be there for people. I want to maybe create a group where we just pray together. So I think I'm thinking about starting that right now on Instagram because sometimes building a website and podcast and I talk to you and Girl, I honestly, do you have more hours in the day than I do? Because, <laughs> um, no, that that's that's when my stress level just goes through the roof. And I'm like, I can't do what you do. Honestly, I commend you. I would like to hire you. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. It's, I mean, it's all by the grace of God. It's all God yeah. making things work out. And like I was telling, um, the Bible He's study group for sure. Yeah, I mean, telling the Bible study group, um, I think it was this week of like when when we set aside that time and we put God truly first, when we set aside time to read, read his word, to pray, even if we have a to-do list of a thousand things long, like pray, Lord, I'm giving you the first, my first fruits. I'm giving you the first of my time. So please bless the rest of my day and let me get done what I need to get done. Like, and so, I mean, that's been the prayer of my heart for like the last two years of like, I don't want to, I don't want to be in the hustle culture anymore. And so many people are so done with it. So it, it is a culture for sure. That was definitely over the last, I would say what decade probably. Yep. Yep. And, um, especially for women. Yep. And I can't help honestly, but think that this just came to me, but, but why wouldn't Satan use that mm-hmm. to pull women away from the home and yep. to away from their children? Yep you know, instead of focusing on having the Holy Spirit in their homes and their homes dedicated to the Lord. 
I absolutely agree with that. Absolutely. It was a plan of the enemy to pull women. And and it's hard for me because I mean, up until two years ago, that was me working yeah. seven, 70 hours a week, like making great money. Like, oh, this is great. Like I can travel when I want, I can do what I want, you know, whatever. And in it, that was one of the biggest things that hit me hard. Like right before 2020, it was the end of 2019. And I think it was that timing for a reason with with the world shutting down. And let me tell you that quarantine time, as much as I hated what was happening in the world and the lies and the evil behind it, that was the best time for me and my family. Like that March through May. I can't tell you how many mothers said what you just said. Yep. Absolutely. And that's what God wants for us. Yeah. Because a mother really sets the tone for the home. And if she's prayerful and she's focused on the Lord and then the whole home is going to feel that. Yeah. So why wouldn't Satan want us all working 70 hours a week and trying to hustle and get a new outfit on our blog every day and a new workout routine and recipe for a smoothie or at selling real estate? I mean, why wouldn't he want us out of the home? Yep. Absolutely. So true. So I am so thankful that you decided to come on today and that you agreed to it. Um, You guys, listeners, go follow her. I will um, put the link directly in the show notes of this podcast. You can go follow her on Instagram. And I think if you're listening, lift Lindy up in your prayers that God would direct her to what he has for her with, with career wise, you know, just with making, you know, making a living because we all have to make a living. We have to pay those bills Um, Mm -hmm. and making that shift from materialistic, like, you know, this is what it's focused about to no, we're going to do everything that I do is to glorify God and to share him. So I would provide that would be, that is my prayer. So thank you. Absolutely. So thank you again. Um, Anything you want to leave the listeners with as we close up? Just, if you want to write me over on my Instagram, I'm going to start a prayer page and if I could pray for you and, and what you just said, yeah, pray for me for that. That's exactly what I would love. And I want to pray for people. And if they have questions about the Mormon religion or, um, you know, there's seventh day of Venice, there's, yeah. um, a few, you know, uh, Jehovah's witness and yeah. there's a lot of, I don't want to name all of them. Um, I never want anyone to feel attacked. Yeah. That's not how you get to people's hearts. So if I can talk to you with love and empathy and, walk you through it. If you're thinking about it, you can reach out to me. I'll help you through it. So yeah, yeah. I appreciate that. And I think that God's going to use you in big ways for that very purpose right there so that people find the truth um, and walk away from the deception essentially. And I want to thank you and Amy and Lori because, and all the girls at the retreat, you guys were an integral part of my transformation and leaving the old Lindy behind and the new one who has been born again in Christ. Yeah. Such an awesome weekend. Like such, I mean, you guys, Lindy got baptized like in the lake. lake. (laughs) It it was cold. In a dress. In a dress. I wasn't planning on this at all. People have asked me that. This was 5,000% 5,000% not planned at all. Not even a thought, not even, yeah. no, it was, we were at lunch and yeah. Jenny goes, you want to get baptized in the lake? And you know what? It wasn't even a question for me. I didn't have to go back and forth in my head about it at all. Yeah. It was, it was an immediate yes. Yep. And I yep. love that. So. Yeah. And what, seven girls, seven or eight? 
Um, and I never questioned like, should I or not? I, it was a hundred percent. Like yeah. Amy would be texting me. She's like, you don't have to do this if you don't want to or whatever. And I'm like, no, I want to. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. 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 I think seven or eight of them. Yep. It was so cool. Just like you guys, I, to make this clear on this podcast, I do not believe you have to be baptized to go to heaven. I believe it's an act of obedience and making that public statement that look, I am, I am dying to my old self. I am being raised out of the water to new life in Christ. And it's an act of, act of obedience. We see that in the New Testament. So it was such a beautiful day. And it does do something personally for you if you are thinking about it. It's made me not want to sin. It's made me want to flee from sin or anything ungodliness because there was something special for me in it. I did feel like I want to be this new creation yep. and I don't want to blemish it. So yep. it did do something for me, if anything. Yep. yep, absolutely. Well, thank you again. And you guys go follow her, show her some love on social media and support her in any way you can. So until next time, you guys see ya. Thank you, Lindy. Thank you so much, Jenny. Bye.